So welcome once again to St Thomas's for morning prayer this morning, Monday the 15th of June. Um, I don't know about you, but the year just seems to be flying past, doesn't it? We're already halfway through June. It's amazing. And just before we start, um, and this, this may help us when we come to prayer later on. Um, if you were at the morning service yesterday, you will have heard that first worship song. And there was one line that was repeated as part of the refrain. And perhaps it's something that we need to think about in our prayers today and in the days to come. And the line said, heal our streets and our land. Um, and I think that's something that we really need at the moment, isn't it? Healing in our streets and our land and beyond our land, uh, across the world. So, I'm going to be using common prayer again this morning. Um, and the reading comes from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 1 to 12. O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you, as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. O Lord, you have been our dwelling place through every generation. Isn't that great? O Lord, you have been our dwelling place through every generation. Just think on that a moment. our stronghold, our rock, and our salvation. There's a thought for Monday morning. In Psalm 78, verses 1 to 4. Hear my teaching, O my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare the mysteries of ancient times. That which we have heard and known, and what our forefathers have told us, we will not hide from their children. We will recount to generations to come the praiseworthy deeds and the power of the Lord, and the wonderful works he has done. O Lord, you have been our dwelling place through every generation. I'm just going to reread that last verse. I think it's fantastic. We will recount to generations to come the praiseworthy deeds and the power of the Lord and the wonderful works he has done. So this morning's reading is, as I say, from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 1 to 12. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered, so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark 
will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after the killing of the body, has the power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But he who disowns me before men will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Well, that's a hard passage this morning, isn't it? Really challenging read. Uh, it's not easy to think about judgment, is it? We don't hear about judgment that often in sermons now, in church. Uh, but it's something for us all to consider. It's there in the Bible for us to read, to see. And so briefly, just we, we don't have long, very briefly, what, what struck me this morning um, in this passage that, that does deal with some serious, really serious themes. Um, fear of God. In, in Proverbs, in the first chapter of the book of Proverbs, it says, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And... Um, I think here fear is used in the same way. I, I read several commentators on this to just to just to be certain in my own mind. Um, fear in the sense of honour and respect and worship and being close to coming close to the Lord. And it's something for us to think about, isn't it? Our uh, our attitude, our relationship with the Lord. But it also struck me that at the start of the passage, uh, the word that, that came to me is integrity. When, when Jesus speaks about the yeast of the Pharisees and hypocrisy, and that word hypocrisy in its original context, meaning play acting, being an actor on stage. So projecting an image And I think the question put in modern terms is perhaps, uh, I don't know if this is still used that often, it used to be, do we walk the walk as well as talk the talk? Is the reality on the inside the same as the image that's projected on the outside? 
a good question for us to think about, isn't it? And in, integrity does require consistency, doesn't it? Our words and our actions and our thoughts and our lives all have consequences for others and also for us. As Jesus said, words spoken in the dark will be declared. It made me think of um, things that are put on social media for some friends. Never thinking that it would go beyond that. A few years ago I received an email uh, from a colleague and it simply said, I think I'm in trouble, would you mind coming with me? to sit with the headmaster. And it was somebody who'd said something on social media for, for friends. It had been seen by somebody else and brought back to the school. And the person who'd, who just made a little joke in their mind ended up in a disciplinary meeting. If we take that image, our images can't fully uh, portray but if we took that and sort of extrapolated from it, that principle, that we have to think carefully. We have to live what we say. And then there's, in this passage, sin and grace. Jesus talked about blaspheming. And that little part about blaspheming against the Holy Spirit... That is surely one of the most troubling parts of this passage. It's caused a lot of debate, a lot of argument. It's difficult to, uh, to understand on reading it. And again, I, I went and looked, I checked in several, several commentators to see what was being said about it. And I, I just put this to you, that, that I think... Uh, seems to make sense of that section of the reading. That those who have faith in the Lord, yeah, we're all sinners. And I think a few weeks ago, Danny said that the big thing is we're forgiven sinners. And I'm going to use St. Paul's uh, description of sinners falling short. We all do fall short, don't we? But it bothers us when we do fall short and we bring it to God. And through his grace, we're forgiven. Contrast that with what's said about um, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is here is the paraclete, the helper, the supporter, the encourager. Uh, one commentator, and, and I like the way he described this, one commentator put it this way, that that represents a conscious and wicked rejection of the saving power of gr and grace of God towards us. So perhaps describes persistent and deliberate turning away from the Lord. And so coming out of that, uh, I see also providence 
and, and this is just wonderful for me. God's forgiving grace and understanding how intimately God knows us and how deeply he cares for us. Jesus describes it in that little analogy of the sparrows which cost virtually nothing. And if they're important to God, how much more important are we? And realising, and this goes back through the whole passage this morning, how intimately God knows us. And I'm going to finish this morning with some words from uh, Psalm 139, which, which I think help. It's one of my favourite psalms. I do recommend it to you. If you haven't read it or if you don't know it, have a look later and just read it. it it's fantastic. So Psalm 139. O oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Jumping just a few verses. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to being. Isn't that fantastic? Wonderful thought, how intimately God knows us. I'm coming back to that point about sins. Matt's just put something up, which, which is great as well. Um, thanks, Matt. Even though we're sinners, even though we fall short, we're made righteous through faith. Amen. O Lord, you have been our dwelling place through every generation. Ignatius of Antioch said, Take heed then to come together often to give thanks to God and show his praise. For when you come frequently together in the same place, the powers of Satan are destroyed and his fiery darts of sin fall back worthless. For your unity and harmonious faith prove his destruction and the torment of his assistance. 
Nothing is better than Christ's peace, by which all war, both of heavenly and earthly spirits, is brought to an end. Nothing is better than Christ's peace. So, shall we come to our time of intercessions? And that thought from uh, the start and from yesterday's worship song. Lord, heal our streets and our land. And it, it came into clearer, sharper focus again for me later yesterday when I saw the report of what happened in Atlanta yesterday with another death and as um, prejudice and discrimination are brought into sharp focus as well and as there has been unrest on our streets so Lord we pray that you will heal our streets and our land And as we come to our time of prayer, please do put in the comments what you're praying for this morning. And we'll be able to pray through them with you. It may be about the opening of the shops and for safety, for consideration. As our schools open up to take in year 10 and 12 pupils, as churches seek ways to, to be able to open their doors for prayer, as people affected by the fire at Grenfell Tower are still suffering the, the results of that. So shall we pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning and for this opportunity, although we're still separated, to join together, uh, to come to worship you, to offer you our prayers and our praises. And we pray, Lord, that you will be with us throughout today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Lord, we pray for your church throughout the world and in this country, um, for those people who have been called to higher positions of responsibility, for Archbishop Welby and his colleagues, people who have to make such important decisions that, that affect us all. As we seek that point when churches can open. And as the lockdown does continue to be eased, Lord, mm -hmm. that safety and good sense will prevail, that, that people will, will respect the controls that are put in place to help them and to keep them safe.
And Lord, as we face um, these times uh, when racism has raised its head, we thank you, Lord, that we can rely on you to guide us. to help us to see what needs to be done. And Lord, on the news yesterday, as we heard about uh, a spike in infections in Beijing, to do with coronavirus. We pray that that can be kept under control, Lord, and that the, the downward trend in infections, and sadly in deaths, will continue. And we do pray for those uh, whose loved ones are ill For those whose loved ones are near the end of life, Lord. For your comfort and your guidance and your support. So, Lord, we pray again as we close our time of intercessions. Come, Lord, heal our streets and our land. In Jesus' name we pray that, Lord. Amen. And so let's say the Lord's Prayer together. I'm going to be using the traditional version, but please, you feel free to use whichever version is more comfortable for you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. God, set our hearts on you alone, that we might not be distracted by the schemes of the devil, but race on with all of our being to receive the gift of life that never ends. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you where, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen.
So thank you for being with us this morning. Um, if you're going out shopping today, do stay safe. Amen.